0: In a recent study, research found that moms on average complete about 34 tasks per day for a total of 238 every week. That number may not be your number, but I think we can all agree we are busy. The desire to be intentional about Jesus is there, but it's easy to get lost in all the daily tasks. So lean in, Mama, as we talk about how we can better point our kids to Jesus. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. Wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone, I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Today I'm joined by guest and friend, Bethany Golding. Thanks for joining me, Bethany. Thank you for having me. All right. So Bethany is a wife and a stay-at-home mom of three kiddos under the age of four. So she is busy. We have known each other for several years now. Bethany was actually in college at Union University right after I graduated. And she used to sing and volunteer in our youth ministry. So I've known her for several years. So this is lots of fun having her on. We were catching up recently just talking about ways that we could point our kids to Jesus and just some things that the Lord had been teaching her about. And so I got really excited since a lot of the things that the Lord has been teaching her are exactly what Faithful 31 Moms is all about, encouraging moms to grow closer to the Lord so out of that overflow we can point our kids to Jesus. So we're going to talk about how to do that today. So let's jump in. All right, Bethany, the first question that I have, and I like to ask every mom before I interview them is, How do you have your quiet time? So how do you, Bethany, make time? And when do you spend time with the Lord?
1: Yes. So this has looked different my whole entire life. I'm not a morning person. I'm a major night owl. So throughout high school and college, I really had my quiet time at night. And that was great for me. I was wide awake and could focus and pay attention. And then as I got my first job and became a mom, I really liked to aim for early morning so that I was starting my day in the Word and in prayer. Um, But I have been pregnant and having babies since 2017. So my mornings have been a little crazy since then. And so I have found myself having the best time every day during nap time. I work hard at getting all my kids down at the same time so I can sit down and really do my deeper um, Bible study then.
0: Yeah, I've definitely found that that's common, especially with moms like you, with young kids that are napping Mm -hmm. or you have three under Mm 4 Um, or even moms with kids at school, that afternoons seem to be the best time for that more in-depth Bible study. And so I want to get into more of what that looks like for you in just a minute. But before I get there, what would be some advice that you have, Bethany, for a mom that is struggling to wake up and start her day, hopefully before even the kids are up, with a little bit of Jesus time, just to set that tone right? What What advice would you have for her?
1: Well, a couple things. One of the things my mom did is that in the mornings, we could only listen to Christian music. And that could sound a little legalistic, but I actually do it with my kids today. It just kind of sets the tone for your whole day. I like to have Christian music playing. I also have a rule for myself that I I don't like to pick up my phone and retext and emails until I have at least just meditated on some scripture, prayed, and you can include your kids on that in the mornings at breakfast, you know, if it's been a crazy morning and you haven't had
0: alone time. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I had a mom say, just start your day. Just tell the Lord right when you get up that it's his day. Mm -hmm. And so another thing that I'm going to share in the show notes is we have a new scripture writing plan on faithful31moms.com. And it goes with our new Casting of the Flowers devotional coloring book that's coming out. And it's just basically one little scripture a day that a child could easily help you read or memorize if they're not reading it. And so that's just something that you can grab quickly just to kind of start your day or even focus on one a week so that you're starting your day with scripture. Awesome. Just a little idea. I'll have that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So I love those practical first morning suggestions. I'm always looking for new ones. Um, that are easy for us to do, like no matter what our day is going to be like. And so I don't want to stop there. You said that it's during your kid's afternoon nap that you really sit down and you spend a longer time with the Lord, right? Tell us a little bit about what that time looks like. Yes. So
1: I've always kind of followed a one-year Bible plan. I started doing that when I was younger. I think I had a two-year Bible when I was younger. So you could read the Bible through in two years. And I've always loved doing the one-year Bible. I've never, you know, I've always missed days. I've never done it perfectly every year, but it's been a good way to have an actual plan so that when I sit down to read my Bible, I'm not just flipping through pages, actually know, okay, this is what I'm supposed to read today. And so In 2020, I started doing The Bible Recap, which is a podcast um, by Tara Lee Cobble, and it's only a seven or eight minute daily podcast, and she helps you read through the Bible in a year chronologically. So she helps you read through in order. And then I can't even tell you what that did for um, my Bible reading and Bible study. It absolutely opened my eyes to so many things I'd never seen before, just actually knowing the context of what you're reading. So she gives you a plan. You can do it with any Bible you look up um, what you're supposed to read each day, the portion of scripture, and then you listen to a seven or eight minute podcast where she answers your questions. She explains confusing things. And so I did that through 2020 and 2021 and learned more in those
0: two years than I ever have before in Bible study. That's awesome. I have never done anything like that with a podcast. And so um, obviously, if we are, you are listening right now, you are you like podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and get that link from Bethany today so I can put that in the show notes, too, because yes. that might help you with yeah. that. So even even if a mom can't commit to something like this that you're talking about mm-hmm. with this podcast every single day, or, you know, she's looking for something to go more in depth, but she's not sure what that's going to look like. You said that you do. Um, we've talked about it before, a weekly Bible study at church, or if we have somebody that's listening right now, that's a working mom, they might want to do something like this podcast, or they might meet with their coworkers and do a Bible study or something like that. But would you say Bethany, that at least once per week, is a really good goal to carve out time for like a more in-depth Bible study for a mom.
1: Absolutely, it is. Um, I think that if you can start once a week doing a Bible study, and like you said, if you can do it with other people, whether that's at your church or if you're a working mom with coworkers over lunch, it kind of keeps you accountable to do it. And it helps you guys ask each other questions and dive deeper than you would if you were just reading by
0: yourself. So that's a great challenge for us to go deeper, at least once per week. That's a doable goal because the Lord is going to stretch you and he's going to grow you so much. And I have confidence that the more time that you spend in his word, You're going to crave it even more, right? Mm -hmm. And so just like you're reading through the Bible last year, Bethany, what's something that you learned through that that has changed the way that you live and like the kind of mother that you want to be? Well,
1: like I said, 2020 was one of the first times that I read through the Bible chronologically in order. So I'm going to be honest, the Old Testament used to be a little bit boring to me growing up, and I would read it. I knew the main stories, but I didn't know how they fit all together, really. Um, I didn't always know the context. I mean, I, I knew the basic things you learned growing up in a Christian home and in church, But it was in 2020 when I read everything in order. Um, Fast forward to 2021 where I was really enjoying the Old Testament and everything was just really coming to life. And I'd been praying that the Lord would speak to me through his word. And he did. And so... um, It was coming to life. And at the end of the book of Joshua last year, as we were reading, if you know the order of the Old Testament, um, Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and he passed down his leadership role to Joshua. So Joshua was going to be the guy to actually take the Israelites into the promised land. So when you get to the end of the book of Joshua... You see Joshua presenting this choice to the Israelites, and he's he's reminding the Israelites in chapter 24 of their whole history and of the faithfulness of God. And he's also reminding them of the harm that will come to them if they don't follow God in their new land. He's telling them those very famous verses, verses 14 through 17. Um, I won't read them all, but he gives the famous verses of choose this day whom you will serve as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'll read verse 16. The people answered, far be it from us that we should forsake. The Lord to serve other gods, for it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt. So you see in this scripture, Joshua is constantly, um, he's been reminding the Israelites over and over, when we get into this new promised land of Canaan, you're gonna be tempted to bow down to their gods, to intermarry with um, you know, the people who live there and worship their idols, and don't do it. And they're very passionate about the fact that they are gonna follow the Lord. So then if we skip over, this is the beauty about reading the Bible chronologically, because I had just read this chapter. It was so fresh on my mind. I wasn't the next day reading something in the New Testament and forgetting about what the Israelites had promised Joshua, you know, like, yeah, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. So the next day, if you're reading chronologically, you start the book of Judges and two chapters into Judges, you see that Joshua dies, who was the leader. You know, he brought the Israelites into the promised land. He passes away. And with that, the whole generation that knew Joshua. Joshua also passed away. And it tells us in Judges chapter two that there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And when I read this, because it was so fresh on my mind from the day before, Mm -hmm. my jaw dropped. And I said, (laughs) Who didn't pass this down? Like, what? So then I had to do some thinking and look back. And I'm like, okay. So when Moses led the Israelites, out of Egypt and you know they wandered for 40 years before they could enter the promised land because of their unbelief so that generation died off in the wilderness and that's like the parents you know the older generation that came out of Egypt Mm -hmm. their kids would have still seen the 10 plagues in Egypt they would have seen the Red Sea part and Moses leading them out they would have seen the way God provided for them with the daily manna and I mean, they saw so many things. They were actual eyewitnesses. They're the ones who grew up and inherited the promised land. And they're the same ones that didn't pass it on to their kids. Because when they died, their kids rose up and didn't know the Lord. And they didn't even know what he had done for Israel. Like, that's
0: mind-blowing to me. Yeah, I've never thought about it like that. When, When you first shared that with me, I was like... Oh my word, like they saw all these wonderful miracles and all these wonderful things and then they didn't even tell their own kids about it. Right. They didn't pass it down. That's crazy. And so Mm -hmm. we it just reminds us that we have to tell our kids. Right. Like what the Lord has done in our lives. Right. What he's done for us. And that's a really big challenge. It is. And you and I have talked about this before too, Bethany, but so many times. We rely on our family traditions. Well, we're a Christian family, or I'm sure that's what these people are saying. Well, the Lord did this for us in the Bible. Or we go to church so that our kids, they, they'll they know Jesus. But kids don't just inherit like a relationship with Jesus like they mm. do an eye color right. or something like that. They have to be taught. And too many times, I think we depend on the church mm-hmm. to do that job for us, to Absolutely. teach them about the Lord and we don't do it at home. So I know that you get passionate about this subject like I do, Bethany. Yes. So will you talk to us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So
1: in my reading through 2021, through the rest of the Old Testament, it really, really, I started seeing a theme emerge and I started seeing, okay, Christians today and the way that we parent, looks a lot like the way the Israelites did things in the Old Testament. So if you fast forward to the end of the book of Judges, so the whole book of Judges, I think I told you when we talked, is like a dumpster fire. So you see that... If we don't pass on our faith, this generation that arose and didn't know the Lord. I mean, some bad things happen in the book of Judges. So you can go read that for yourself and, and see what kind of things happen. I mean, a lot of drama. They're going to live and act the way that we live and act. So, of course, it's still important to teach them with our words, Scripture, all the time. But we also have to have a living and active faith that they'll actually want to live out oh, and walk yeah, out. You absolutely.
0: Know? So if they just see you drop them at church, but you're not living in a way that, like, is for the Lord. They're gonna they're gonna see that as Absolutely. a phony thing in your life. Right. I actually found a really like neat quote that I want to share from Pastor Adrian Rogers about that. Mm-hmm. He said, "Do you know what children need to see in your home? They need to see a sincere love for God. They need to see you in a burning, passionate, emotional sincerity when it comes to the things of God. Kids can spot a phony a mile away, and they know whether or not you love God with all your heart." Mm. It is phoniness of parents by and large that turn kids off to the things of God. So Mm -hmm. just dropping them off on Wednesday nights to the youth group or to the children's church or whatever is not going to be enough. Right. Right. And so I thought that was a really good quote, though.
1: That's an awesome quote. And I I think what you're saying, too, goes to the fact I'm always hearing people concerned about young people, you know, leaving the church and going off to college and not staying involved in a church. And we're always asking, what can the church do better? And of course, the church plays a vital role in your walk with the Lord. But I think what we have to start asking ourselves is what can we as parents do better? And I know that I've told my parents time and time again, because of their living and active walks with the Lord, I saw prayers answered. I, I saw the way that they spent their money, their time, what they talked about. I saw that, like Dr. Roger said, that they loved, God with their whole heart and they weren't perfect, but because of their walk with the Lord, I've told them so many times, I could never, ever doubt that God is real and that he is worth giving my life to because I've seen it be so real in your lives. You know, I've seen that it's been so worth it for you guys, and I could never doubt the Lord because of your walk with him.
0: And that's a huge testimony to your home and your parents. And that's what we want to be for our kids, right? Exactly. All right. So I'm going to add that link. To the quote that I just read from Pastor Rogers, there's a message that goes with that, and it's really great. So if you want to check that out, I'll also put that in the show notes. Okay, Bethany, so I'm going to kind of wrap us up today and kind of recap some of the things that we've been talking about for a mom that she's listening right now. There's two things that I really feel like you've challenged us to do so far today. One was start your day with Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? You shared some different ways with Christian music and in prayer, and we shared a scripture writing plan and all those kinds of things. But the main thing is start your day with a focus on the Lord, Mm -hmm. whatever that can look like for you. And then the second thing was at least once per week, Bethany is challenging us to go deeper in depth in God's word, because the more that you get of it, the more you're going to want of it, right? And um, you have to start somewhere. So mm-hmm. once a week, think about a women's Bible study you could join, something you could do with coworkers, or just something you can do during your kids' nap time. But just make that a goal. So with these two challenges, it's clear that we can't teach our kids what we do not know. Mm-hmm. I know I've said that before, but you cannot teach what you do not know. So don't be accused of being a phony, like we were talking about earlier. Right. You got to know your stuff. You mm-hmm. got to know your Bible. So now that we have that covered. This is just something really practical. Bethany, I want you for this final challenge to share and encourage moms some practical ways that if they're in God's word, that they can also share it with their kids. So sharing some tools and some resources that maybe you use at home with your toddlers. And then um, I'll add some more in the show notes, maybe for some older kids as well. But share with us a couple of those.
1: I would say that our favorite kids Bible, since we have younger kids, is the Jesus Storybook Bible. She writes everything in a way that points to Jesus, even the Old Testament stories. And that is the focus that I always want to bring to my kids' attention. There's also a Bible we use, I would say, that's even for even younger kids than the Jesus Storybook Bible. This would be great for, I would say, Um, one to three-year-olds. It's called the Rhyme Bible, and the stories are very short and everything rhymes. And so it's just a good way to kind of teach those stories and give them a foundation in the little years. We also love to listen to Seeds family worship music. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes, and we like to listen to those in the car. And it's a good way to put scripture memory to songs so that they can memorize it. Um, We have another thing. We haven't been really consistent with this, but now that my kids are getting a little older, My son's almost three, and then my daughter will be five this fall. And I've been trying to do some scripture memory cards with them at breakfast, and we make it fun. We do our gummy vitamins afterwards, and it's kind of just a fun thing we've tried to incorporate to breakfast time.
0: I love that. I think that's awesome. Those are great suggestions, and then I'll just add a few more with them, and any of them that you want to check out will be on the show notes, so that'll be easy to get to. I also want to mention to be checking our Instagram at faithful31moms for our scripture Saturdays. I'm going to be using that casting of the flowers um, scripture writing plan I mentioned earlier and probably uh, getting my kiddos to help me and show you how you can teach your kids Bible verses in a practical way using motions and inflection so that they can remember that easier. So you can see that on our Instagram and our probably our stories just check that out and be looking for that Bethany it has been so fun having you today and thanks for sharing some of the things that God has been teaching you over this last year and for really just challenging us you know to start our day with Jesus to dive deeper with him at least once per week Mm -hmm. so that we can ultimately point our kids to Jesus like we've been talking about and so that has been super great having you thanks for coming on
1: absolutely thank you for having me it's been fun
0: thanks so much for listening today if you have enjoyed this episode there are two ways that you can help more moms find this ministry. Number one, leave a quick podcast review. And number two, share this episode with your mom friends on social media and tag me. That will help so much for more moms to be able to find us. And to catch all the latest, you can follow me at Faithful31moms on Instagram. Thanks again and have a blessed day.